about to start singing like yeah but like as I was trying to figure out which one to sing my brain like mashed a bunch of them together and so no words came out and it was just like <laughs> gasping for air every single year the only thing that I can think of when I first think of Christmas songs is the family guy episode where it's like I have a gift for you it's up in my bum <laughs> Ding, frazzle, dun, ding, frazzle, dun, ding, frazzle, dun. Oh, God, what an episode. I don't even know if I've seen that one. Mm. I feel like I've seen so it's many watch. sporadic episodes of Family Guy. I've never watched it, like, start to finish. Yeah, me neither. Same with South Park. One show that I've watched probably 30 times front to back is Bob's Burgers. That's how I am with The Office. I haven't seen The Office front to back. Maybe I need to do that. We'll switch. I'll do Bob's Burgers. You do The Office. Great. Great. Okay. Okay. Bob's Burgers is my comfort show. And this is Two Girls, One Ghost. Two Girls, One Ghost. And we are your ghostesses. That's Corinne with her sunglasses on, ready to go take on the day. (laughs) I'm ready. Here we go. You look like what's the- Cousin It? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Can you please record like that the whole episode? Let's see how far I get, baby. Does it not like- (laughs) It looks so weird. It does. I look like a potato. You do. There we are. That's Corinne. I'm Sabrina. And this is an Encounters episode. And everyone, happy holidays. Whatever it is that you celebrate, whatever it is that you are doing this year during the December to January New Year's holiday, Mm -hmm. we hope it is a safe and lovely, relaxing couple of weeks. And... This is our last encounters of 2023. We will resume with so many more ghost stories in 2024, and we cannot wait to see you there. Yes. What are you doing for holidays? Or rather, I know what you're doing, which is celebrating your niece's very first Christmas. Squeezing Noemi. Oh, So I guess my question is, what did you get Noemi for Christmas? Oh, I'm like spoiling. Like she's the only one getting gifts from me. As it should be. Once you have a child, the child gets all the gifts. All the gifts. No, I got her a bunch of things. I got her some clothes, the Love Every subscription, because I did the Love Every for like the first three phases of life, and it's like every three months they send a box, and so now I did the second part of it. Mm-hmm. That's a great gift. A little stocking. Oh, so sweet. Yeah. Uh, baby's first Christmas. Baby's first Christmas. So cute. And here's hoping that 2024 brings so much love and light to all of you and to us. I feel it in my bones, and I know next year it's going to be great. I feel it in my fingers. I feel it Mm -hmm. in my toes. We have some holiday tales for you. Okay, I'm going to start with one that's scary because, of course, I found a loophole. And then I will read two more in this episode that are more, I mean, they're a little bit spooky, but they're more. Okay. Okay. I understand because I found a loophole of my own. We love loopholes here. Mm -hmm. This is from our listener. Whoa. This is from our listener, Crystal, and pronouns she, her, they, them. So this was sent last year. It's called Your Gift and Tarot Reading and a Ghost Photo from the Queen Mary and When Demons Tried Taking My Soul. Hi, Sabrina and Corinne. 
I want to say I love the podcast. Okay, no, let's be real. I'm obsessed with the podcast. (laughs) Thank you. We like when people are obsessed. Thank you for making such a warm and welcoming community for all things spooky. I even got to share some of my stories on Campfire Stories episode 24. There's a photo attached. It's not my photo, but it's fascinating. One person shared a photo of a ghost on the Queen Mary, and they swore that there was nothing present to the naked eye when they took the photo. I don't remember whose photo it is, but I wanted you to see it. My scariest stories ever, dot, dot, dot. When demons tried taking my soul. Oh, no. Happy holidays, everyone. (laughs) What a beautiful start. I very clearly like searched the word holidays and it came up in the story, but like it's not at all about the holidays. It's not about the holidays. Yeah. Okay. In our first year of living in Long Beach, my husband's family visited us for the holidays. Keyword. Mm -hmm. We lived in a studio apartment at the time and my husband's family stayed with us because hotel prices were super expensive. Our friendly neighbor even offered her apartment for us to use while she was away. So my husband and I stayed in her apartment and my four in-laws all slept in our apartment. And now I don't know why, but I just have to picture it where like all four of them are sleeping in the same bed, like Willy Wonka style. You're Charlie in the Chocolate Factory. Yeah. I literally thought about that as a Halloween costume where you just like lay down in a bed and you don't ever get up. That's the costume. <laughs> That's a good one. I am celebrating just from bed. Just from bed. During our first night sleeping in my neighbor's bed, I had the most terrifying dream ever. You know how visitation dreams from loved ones feel so real? Well, this felt just like that. The dream started in my own apartment, and I was observing dark, shadowed entities shoveling dirt in the corner of the room. I was calm and intrigued, but then the dark shadow entities uncovered a wooden casket. I started to feel uneasy and nervous of what could be inside, and the casket opens and the body inside sits up. It was my aunt. I was in shock and in awe because she was even wearing the same purple dress that she wore at her funeral. I started to get emotional and I started to cry. I have had several visitation dreams over the years, and in my experience, all visitation dreams occur within six months of this person passing. My aunt had passed away 10 years prior to this dream, so I was like, why would she be visiting me now? Mm Mm-hmm. And then my aunt began to speak to me, and I noticed something wasn't right. Her eyes were still closed while she was talking. And I don't even know what she was saying because I was so focused on her mouth. The way it was moving was not human. Her mouth was pitch black. Ew. She had no teeth. It was kind of like moving like a squiggly blob and looked like a cartoon. I knew that this was not my aunt. Uh, This is kind of reminding me of Talk to Me, the way that they show. Yes. The spirits and talk to me. Oh. Suddenly, a bright light filled the room. It felt warm and comforting. And I believe that this is the light that people see when they're dying. And I'm confused why I'm even seeing it in the first place. So I wondered, am I dying? But I could still see my aunt sitting up in her casket beside the light. And these dark shadowed entities that were digging up the casket earlier were still surrounding her. And then I realized the dark shadow entities were manipulating my aunt like a puppet. They were using her to make me feel more comfortable so that they could lure me into the light and take my soul. Jeez. And I started to feel my soul getting pulled into the light. Even though the warm light felt inviting, I knew I was not supposed to go there. It's a trick. I'm not religious, so I wasn't sure if I was supposed to pray. So I just kept thinking, it's not my time yet. It's not my time yet. It's not my time yet. And bam, I woke up sobbing in my neighbor's bed. 
My husband comforted me, but he was freaked out too because he knows that I'm spiritually gifted and knows that a lot of my things happen in my dreams. So he could tell that it wasn't an ordinary dream. If I had gone into the light, would my husband have woken up to my dead body? It's a very scary thought. After waking up, I felt panicked and wanted to pay a visit to the local metaphysical store in Long Beach. It's kind of embarrassing, but I told my husband's family about my dream and convinced them to come with me. His family is spiritual, except for his brother, but even his brother had no idea what to say about the dream. So we all arrived at the metaphysical shop and we realized it was closed for the holidays. So we were super disappointed, but just as we were about to leave, the store owner came to the door to tell us they were closed. I ended up telling her every detail of my dream and she thought about it for a few seconds, sighed, and then opened the door for us. She hooked me up with everything I needed to cleanse myself in my apartment. <laughs> She's obligated to. If she knows that you're in danger, yeah. like she has the shop to help you. Yeah. She has to open the door again. It's a holiday gift. It was like, you can't just turn your back on someone like this, especially not no. on the holidays. It's like how doctors make the vow that they always have to help people in need. If you're working at a metaphysical shop, I think the same thing goes for you. I agree. Besides my dream, our apartment never really felt dark or evil to me, but some small things did happen. There were mornings where I would lie in bed and I would feel my husband standing at the doorway of our kitchen. But when I would wake up and look, there was no one standing there. And I would realize my husband was actually in the bathroom getting ready for work. We also had a fox knickknack that sat on the shelf next to the kitchen doorway. And I would often find it turned towards the doorway, no matter how many times I set it to its original position. Lastly, my husband and I saw a smiley face drawn into condensation on the window closest to the kitchen doorway. And it was drawn from inside the apartment. I'm really excited to tell everyone about today's sponsor, OneSkin. Ever since tour and wearing all of that makeup on the stage and stuff, I've been really, really focused on finding the skincare routine that is right for me. And OneSkin has been so incredibly helpful They have a revolutionary approach to tackling skin aging at the source, which I love because I love having something that is not only like feels good on my skin, but also backed by science and proven to prevent accumulation of age sentient cells. You might know that a lot of the products out there that say that they they treat aging and, and all of that, it's really just designed to temporarily reduce visible signs of aging. But one skin is actually clinically proven to strengthen the skin barrier They improve skin health markers and diminish visible signs of aging. Wrinkles were diminished in 87% of users. OneSkin is the world's first skin longevity company. OneSkin addresses skin health at the molecular level, targeting the root causes of aging, so skin feels and appears younger. It's time to get started with your new face, eye, and body routine at a discounted rate today. New customers get 15% off with the code TGOG at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code TGOG. The new year is approaching, and now is the best time to invest in your skin. Age healthy with OneSkin. No. Although I feel like if I were a spirit, I would do that. I'd just be tempted not not to freak anyone out, but I would just do it. And then I'd be like, oh shit, oh shit. They're going to know it was me. Yeah. And then I'd be like panicked that they were going to see it and be scared. But I wouldn't be thinking, just be like, beautiful, condensation, draw a little thing on the on the window. Hopefully it was innocent like that. I, yes, but a smiley face feels so ominous. Like that feels... 
It does. Like, I'm inside the house. You're happy now. It's like the smiley face killers. Yeah. We don't live in that apartment anymore and haven't had too many experiences in my current place. I do have lots of other stories, so expect more emails from me soon. See you on the other side. Crystal. (sighs) Crystal. (laughs) I'm sorry your aunt's likeness was used against you. That is awful. It is horrible. It's my least favorite thing when it comes to the paranormal is mimics and doppelgangers and just, ugh, like I hate that. I hate the manipulation, the like pull on your emotions. And I feel like it does take so much strength to sort out what to do in that scenario because everything in you is like, is this a visitation from her or is this not? It doesn't feel like it is. Yeah. But then- you know, there's some guilt or something with like, what if I run away from this experience and it's her trying to reach out and I'm I'm not there because I'm scared and I'm rejecting her spirit. You know, like there's so much that yeah. can go in your in your mind. And I'm glad that Crystal was clear enough, early enough to be like, this is not what is supposed to be happening. This is not how it's supposed to feel. This is not right. I need not to go okay. get help. No. I'm not smiling like the smiley face that was drawn on my condensation window. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's creepy. Anytime that spirits manipulate and use like someone you love to terrify you, it's not cool. Not a fan. No. You know who I am a fan of? What? The Tooth Fairy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Is this your loophole? So this was my loophole. This was not about specific holidays that happen in December, but the Tooth Fairy, I feel like, is a holiday creature of its own, right? Sure. Like it's a magical little spirit. It's a fairy. Yeah. And we love fairies sometimes. And we love teeth. And we love teeth. (laughs) (laughs) I did want to be an orthodontist for a really long time. Did you? I didn't know this about you. Yeah. And I was supposed to shadow a periodontist. I was going to do like a high school internship at a periodontist's office. Mm. But then my junior year of high school, I took AP bio and I fainted. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. And that was my third time fainting in a science class. Did it stop me from taking all science classes when I was in college? No, but I fainted a lot. So, you know, (laughs) I knew I could not actually work on a physical human because maybe you're working your way up to that in like a next life, you will have a stronger stomach, but like you're priming yourself in this life by interesting yourself in that subject. My dream of giving people braces, it died (laughs) that day. My parents actually were the ones that told me. They were like, this means you can't continue on your desired course because you were not going to make it. I was like, I guess you're right. Your heart was just shattered. But hey, look at you now. We're spending our days talking about ghost stories. (laughs) Yeah, so it didn't even matter that I got both an undergrad and a grad degree in psychology (laughs) because now I talk about ghosts for a living. (laughs) Hey, I will say ghost stories, we use a lot of psychology to analyze the ghost stories and their intentions and why they're doing the things that they do. So you're yeah. putting it to good use. I guess a little bit. I feel like we're we're drawing upon our empathy more than actual like hard psych evaluations. But sure. that's okay. We never know where life will lead us. We're allowed to have and live many different lives. And at one point, I was in the psych world. <laughs> so now I'm not. And now we're talking about tooth fairies. Yeah. The Tooth Fairy has an assistant named Martin. Yo, ghostesses with the mostesses. <laughs> Dashing off a quick note to tell you two stories that relate to recent topics that you've mentioned, the Tooth Fairy and baby monitors. 
The first story happened when I was six years old. I'd lost a tooth and I was trying to sleep with that tooth under my pillow, hoping that the tooth fairy would come. In those days, a quarter was all we got. Glad kids get more these days. <laughs> At one point, I heard rustling and movement in my room and then the sound of a woman's voice whispering, shh, come on, Martin, we have to go. <gasps> of course, my eyes were screwed shut as tight as they could because I know that you are not supposed to lay eyes on things like the tooth fairy and Santa. So I didn't see anything, oh. but I just knew that the tooth fairy had an assistant named Martin. This is so pure. And that she was telling him to hurry up before I saw them. Weird. The second story took place years later after the birth of my first son. I had a baby monitor on in his room while I was in the living room watching TV. I distinctly heard an older woman's voice over the monitor saying, Good night, sweetheart. Oh. I was shocked. Now, the across-the-street neighbors also had a baby, so I figured I was picking up on their monitor, but the voice was obviously an older woman's voice, and it didn't sound like them. So I called them, and I asked if, one, they had any visitors, and two, do they use the word sweetheart? Nope to both of those questions. I never heard anything else random from that monitor again, but five years later, when I had my daughter, she used to smile and wave excitedly at the corner of her room to an invisible presence. Aww. So... You know what I think. Love you ghouls and Lele, longtime <laughs> listener. Since my son was in the eighth grade and now he's going into his senior year, we used to listen together in the car on his way to school and he loved you just as much as I do. And now, avid YouTube watcher. Stay spooky and see you, well, you know. Love, Melinda. Melinda. Did we meet Melinda? Because I feel like I remember someone telling us that they listened with their son from like and he's too cool for us now. Now he's too cool for us. Yeah. Anyway. We were like, this is a missed opportunity for him to induct everyone in high school yeah. to listen to us too. Come on. Get us in with the Gen Zers. That's the most like <laughs> cringe thing I've ever said. I'm so sorry. Is that even Gen Z? I think that's another generation, right? Is it? Like, who's in high school right now? I think it's still Gen Z. I mean. Is it? Yeah. Our generation is like the millennials are pretty expansive. What is it? It's like 79 to 96 or something like that or yeah. 90, 95. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Something like that. Something expansive. Well, the baby monitor thing is so creepy. And I feel like growing up, we never in my house when the baby monitor would pick up on something, it was it was never just like a one-off. It was like we would actually hear people's conversations. And so we'd always consider it as like almost like a spy tool. My mom would be like, okay, let's shut it off. But we're like, no, let's hear what the neighbors are talking about in private. What are they saying? Yeah. yeah. But it does pick up on paranormal stuff. It does. And I feel like this is a very sweet one where it's like clearly some good guardian is watching over yeah. them. And the tooth fairy though, the Martin is – Come on, Martin, we have to go. We have to go. You know, I love that. It's clear that Martin was getting trained on how to be a tooth fairy. Yeah. Because usually there's just one tooth fairy that comes, but it makes sense that like there needs to be more than one tooth fairy, perhaps, because there's so many kids and so many teeth to collect. Mm -hmm. Like I remember when I was little, I had a few different tooth fairies visit me because my brother and I, we would write notes to the tooth fairy. We would ask their name and for them to draw uh -huh. a picture of themselves. And we had like two or three very distinct tooth fairies that would come and visit us. That's so interesting. It also makes sense. I mean, like Santa has helpers. Like it would make sense right. if the tooth fairy has helpers. Exactly. Yeah. Can't just be a one-man job. There's too many people out there. 
Well, I have a story about Santa's helpers. Lovely. Perfect transition. And this is from our listener, Emily, and it's called, I saw Santa's helper and many aliens and ghostly visits. Hi. (laughs) I'm Emily. She, they. English is not my first language, so I'm sorry if punctuation is weird or if I misspell anything. When I was in kindergarten, around five or six years old, I was living in Northern Europe and Christmas was approaching. I can't really remember if it was morning or afternoon, but the sun was rising and it was kind of dark outside. I think we were doing Christmas-themed crafts, and I remember there being red paper or cardstock laid out on the table. The teachers start joking that an elf or a pixie, I don't really know what it's called in English, was outside. You know those Santa helpers with red pointy hats and small chubby figures? Elves. Elves. Well, all of the kids were so excited and we looked outside. I don't really remember if anyone else saw anything, but I still remember I saw something or someone. When I looked outside in the snow, there was an elf walking very fast and it disappeared and never was seen again. (laughs) To describe the thing, to my five-year-old, six-year-old brain, this is how it looked. It was almost animated, like CGI, but I definitely saw it. At first, I thought one of the teachers was outside in costume trying to entertain the kids, but it didn't look human. It looked real, like a real elf. It genuinely looked like it was a 3D animated creature. Ooh. Even if I was five or six, I still believed it to be the real thing. I don't know. I'm still hoping it was real. I believe it was. It reminds me of Miss Minutes from Loki. Just like looks so clearly out of place, but everyone just accepts that being as being a part of this reality, this dimension. A cartoon clock. I haven't seen or it. Or like a weird 3D looking elf. It reminds me of like the claymation. Yeah. Year Without a Santa Claus and those like the Rudolph movies. Put one foot in front of the other. Yep. So Leia recently had a lot of like fur loss and she was like irritated on her stomach. And I was like, oh my gosh, what do I do? And I'm really, really grateful that I have Embrace Pet Insurance for Leia. And this podcast is sponsored by Embrace Pet Insurance, which has been so incredibly helpful, just eases my mind when it comes to making sure Leia is well taken care of. And it's so wild too, because vet care prices have increased by 33% from 2022 to 2023. So with Embrace Pet Insurance, you can visit any vet or emergency clinic. And if you have multiple pets, you're eligible for a 10% multi-pet discount. Also, they have a 24-7 helpline and optional wellness rewards program to ensure that you prioritize preventative care for your pet. And so when I took her to the vet, I was able to use my insurance and they looked at her skin and they were able to figure it out. It was just a, a little allergy. So don't wait for the unexpected to happen. Join the massive community of pet owners like myself who trust Embrace Pet Insurance to protect their pet. Head to embracepetinsurance.com forward slash T-G-O-G and sign up for pet insurance today. Make sure you go to embracepetinsurance.com forward slash T-G-O-G or else they won't know that we sent you. That's embracepetinsurance.com forward slash T-G-O-G. Another quick story of years back, and I'm currently right now writing this email from the same place where my bed was back then. I saw a light under my bed. It was nighttime. My room was dark. 
and I had just put my phone away or I had grabbed something from my bedside table when all of a sudden I saw a bright light coming from under my bed. And it was from the side where I lay my head onto the wide leg of my side table. It was a greenish light. And it went away after a few Hmm. seconds. I was so confused because at the time I felt like there were a few ghosts hanging out in my room. So maybe I was like, is it them? But my gut was telling me no. It was something else. When I looked under my bed to see where the lights were coming from, there was nothing that could have caused such a strong and bright light to appear. To this day, I'm confused. Was there a portal that was opened? Were little aliens invading my room? I don't know. Yeah. P.S. About the ghosts that I was experiencing at the time, one of them I believe was my half-brother who had passed. Before my parents got together and had four kids, I was the youngest and had three older brothers. My mom, prior to this, had a baby boy with someone when she was like 22. Unfortunately, the baby had died around one years old because he had heart problems. In my gut, I feel like he aged with us in the afterlife and is still hanging around my family and now is being a responsible adult in his own dimension. Whenever I see yellow butterflies, my instincts tell me it is him coming to greet us. See you on the other side, Emily. Oh, Emily, I'm sorry for your loss, but what magical signs that you get from your brother. I know. That's really sweet. It's so sweet. As for the aliens, I have no idea what that was. (laughs) You know what story I think about all the time? And I feel like we should just reread it because I would love to. We should just do like a revisit some of our favorite stories, which would be so hard because there's so many. But there was that story from a listener who was like in their bathroom and a little like troll gnome fae like creature came out of the vent do you remember this? Vaguely. I remember the one where they vacuum all of the fairies up. Wait, someone recently asked us about that. I had to like redirect them to the episode. I think it was Encounters 124. I looked this up last night. But yeah, they were like in their bathroom in the house they grew up and it was almost like a portal to this like little troll playful thing. I'm going to have to find it. I would love to see a gnome or a troll. Do you ever go like deep on YouTube and watch the like troll sightings or? No, because trolls really scare me, to be honest. They're really scary. (laughs) That reminds me, you did a whole episode on that like troll encounter in the woods. This is many years ago. Maybe I did it. I don't remember, but I do remember, was it the story or was it a listener story where someone approached what they thought was just a bunch of people like dancing in a circle in a field? And as I got closer, They were very, very short and small, and they realized that they were elves, and there was, like, one in a red dress that just turned and looked at them and started sprinting at them. (gasps) Do you remember that one? It's so funny how – I mean, it's not funny because we've done, like, six years of this podcast, so it makes sense that there's so many stories that we don't really remember. (laughs) Do I need to go back and start binge listening to our own podcast? I know. Same. (laughs) (laughs) It's hard. I feel like I wouldn't be able to listen for the content because I feel like I'm so critical. Yeah, me too. But I'd be like, oh – There's a weird background noise there, and that would distract me. We should, every once in a while, just, like, pull some of the ones that we reference often and talk about and just do, like, a, in case you missed it, here's what has still stuck with us for years that we still talk about. A fresh reading. Yeah. Yeah. The other one that I feel like you and I both talk about a lot, I don't even know if it's on the podcast or if it's just between you and I, but where that woman was camping with her brother. (gasps) Tegan? Tegan. Yes. Tegan. Okay. We're definitely going to do this. We'll do a few episodes like this. Yes. What do you have? 
You know that feeling when you get home from a long day and immediately you're just like, I have got to take my bra off, all of these clothes <sighs> off bra immediately. Like you're unclipping it <laughs> before you're even through your door. Yeah. Well, with Honey Love, you'll never experience that again. Honey Love's best-selling crossover bra is so comfortable and it's sure to be your new go-to. The bra gives all the support the traditional bras without using any underwires. Plus, mesh detailing adds a touch of, you know, a little sexy spicy. I really love their t-shirt bra. Like it is so comfortable and it's under like the one thing that always bothered me was like just seeing the shape of your bra and like the straps yeah. through all of your clothes. Mm-hmm. But this is so seamless and effortless. It's just, it feels like you're not wearing anything. And Honey Love also has really great shapewear, which I wore their super power short at your wedding to like make sure that uh, I was a uh, nice and topped. You and me both. We are sucked in with Honey Love. <laughs> Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save up to 20% off site-wide at honeylove.com forward slash T-G-O-G this month only. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. And please support our show and tell them that we sent you. It's time to ditch the underwire for good. Thanks to Honey Love. Oh. <laughs> It's my turn. Okay. This is called Haunted Santa Toy for your Christmas time reading pleasure. If you happen to locate this email while searching for haunted Christmas stories, here is where you'll find one. Woo-hoo. It's a short little email, but sometimes you need those, right? Yeah. First, some backstory. This is one of those stories from the haunted house, now split into three apartments, that I lived in for four years in Everett, Washington. My old roommate actually sent in a story that you read for your episode on murder houses a few years back. Oh. It is so-called because a sex worker was murdered there by a tenant maybe 20 to 30 years ago or so, and her body was dragged into the back alley dumpster. Oh. Oh, how awful. A trigger warning. There's more description on how she passed. She was then indecisively dragged back up to the closet of the apartment, apartment number three, And the guy who murdered her enlisted aid from a guy in apartment one to help him drag her back and forth as he tried to figure (gasps) out what to do with her. It's just a really horrible, horrible thing. Oh, it is. Oh, gosh. To be rather honest, I actually loved living there. Despite the spooky occurrences, or rather because of them, I loved the extremely cheap rent and we loved scaring our friends with stories whenever they'd come over. But I have another story of an attachment and possibly a momentary possession of a sad, mournful spirit, who I'm pretty sure is the spirit of that poor murdered woman. But that's for another email, because this is a Christmas episode. Yes. Let's lift it up a bit. (laughs) (laughs) At least that came first. You know, it's not like the end of the episode. Yeah. One time, it sadly was not around Christmas when this happened, me and my now ex-partner were hanging out in the living room, Netflixing it up. And we suddenly heard a strange, low-pitched mechanical sound coming from the closet by the front door. We trepidatiously opened the closet to investigate this oddity. And after we dug around some dusty 10-year-old antiquities that my old roommate's family had left behind when they moved out, we unearthed a hauntingly creepy discovery. What? It was an old, half-paralyzed Santa toy trying to dance and sing Ah. to some indistinguishable Christmas tune. It sang in long, drawn-out, warbled notes indicative of a dying battery. Scary. It was feebly trying to bring its arms up and down 
almost like it was begging or waving for help after having been left for dead. Truly, I wanted to put this thing out of its misery as if it wasn't the creepiest thing I had ever seen. And that voice with that creepy dying robot drawl, you know the one. Yeah. Yeah, we do. From having Furbies. (laughs) So we go to check if the thing has batteries, just as a general toy autopsy procedure, you know. We unscrew the tab out where the batteries should go and immediately scream and jump into the air simultaneously as we find nothing, no batteries powering this thing. It was a total what the F David Blaine moment. Holy shit. My partner became very investigative at this point, and he kept looking for more batteries as an effort to debunk what seemed to be impossible. And to my leaf, or was it to my chagrin, because I know the story would have been cooler if it started playing without the power source, we did find two reserve batteries hidden in a separate part of the toy. Okay, thank God. However, I still think this story is rather creepy. There's still a question as to why this thing turned on absolutely out of nowhere when no one physically manipulated the switch. There's no way anyone bumped into it. It was just chilling in the closet, collecting dust like its comrades. And why so creepy? The voice. Why? Because the spirit was taking the energy from the battery, I'm thinking that it was dying even faster and creepier. This is just one story of this historically haunted place, and I have many more where that came from. Sadly, this 120-year-old house no longer exists as it was demolished, probably for good reason, to be honest. It was not well taken care of by the slummy landlords. But as we all know... This haunted land still remains, and those new apartments that they built right on top are going to offer some spooky entertainment for the unsuspecting tenants. Thank you for listening to my story. You cuties are seriously the best, and I feel so calm and happy plugging into your podcast and zoning out. Thank you, ladies, for what you do every week. Sincerely, Hillary. Well, Hillary, I'm very sad to hear what happened in this place. I know. Yeah, I mean, definitely, like, knocking it down and rebuilding doesn't mean that anything's going to change. Like, there's probably still hauntings happening. No. There's definitely some darkness left behind, whether it's residual or active energy. Like, it's, you know, very sad what happened there. Mm-hmm. I am glad that they found the reserve batteries because I hate, 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 hate when toys that don't have batteries are going off. Like, that freaks me out. Yeah. It's still creepy when there is nothing to trigger the toy yeah. going off either like that's still that's freaky yeah that's it's like your childhood home when the toys would go off too and mm-hmm. it was the little boy that would try to play with your brother in the middle of the night it's interesting because i look back on it and i like have such fond memories of that stuff because it's like i know it was the kid and mm-hmm. yes like sometimes they were creepy but like it never really freaked me out the stuff that freaked yeah. me out was the dark energy of that house and i feel like i can yeah. separate those two from each other Right. Like it's startling when it happens, but you know that it's not meant to be creepy. It's just a curiosity. Yeah. Someone trying to play with the toys. Yeah. They have every right to. If they're a ghost kid, please have fun. I have another story about a creepy toy, kind of. And just as a a warning or for anyone who's listening with your young kids, maybe if you want to skip past this to prevent losing some magic this year. This is from our listener, Tiffany, and it's called Shouldn't have gotten an elf on the shelf. Hey there, lovely ladies. I'm still only on your 2018 episodes. I'm on 61 to be exact, so probably won't hear this until maybe December, which would be perfect considering my story I'm about to share. I would be so impressed if, Tiffany, you've caught up all the way to this. That's like 440 episodes. Yeah. 
Some people have jobs though where they can just crush it all Crank day through. listening to podcasts. Do you ever wish that you had visibly thicker hair and like lost less hair? Because I shed like crazy. Yes. There's been multiple times in my life where I've thought that. And actually, a couple of years ago, I started using Nutrafol. Nutrafol addresses key root causes through a whole body approach to hair health. And Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement clinically shown to improve visible thickness and strength. From postpartum to menopause to plant-based lifestyles, and no matter what stage of your life, Nutrafol has a unique formula to support women. Each is physician-formulated using drug-free, science-backed ingredients so that you get the most reliable result. You just go to Nutrafol.com, take their hair health wellness quiz, identify causes of your thinning hair, and Nutrafol will give you a personalized plan for better hair growth through their whole body health approach. And let me just tell you, I just about cried the first time I actually saw the baby hairs around my face coming back in. Yeah, It was such a relief after like two years of feeling like I was going bald. And I am really excited because Nutrafol now has a vegan formula. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code TGOG. Find out why over 4,000 healthcare professionals recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com, promo code TGOG. That's Nutrafol.com, promo code TGOG. Okay, so back when my daughter was like six or seven, I was foolish and decided to get an elf on the shelf. I always thought those things were creepy as fuck. And I have four kids, so I was like, you know what? It could be fun. Right now, my children currently, 18-year-old girl, 17-year-old boy, 11-year-old girl, Mary, who the story is about, and nine-year-old girl. Okay. First, let me tell you that when Mary was four, for some reason, she was convinced that Santa would come into our house and kill all of us. Uh, that is so scary. At four years like, old. How do you reverse that fear? Right. <laughs> That's an annual fear. <laughs> Tiffany says, no. We never watched Krampus or any of that scary stuff with her. She also hated mascots at the time. So I took this as the opportunity to tell her that the Tooth Fairy, the Easter Bunny, and Santa were not real. Less pressure, less money from me and dad, LOL. It's the same reason people say ghosts aren't real because sometimes it's just easier mm -hmm. to let people not believe and to not be scared. I purchased a girl elf on the shelf and my youngest at the time named this elf on the shelf Crystal. Nothing happened with her. My older children and I enjoyed hiding her around and have the younger two find her doing crazy things. Crystal... The doll, the elf on the shelf, apparently told my youngest how to do the Skittle rainbow trick with hot water and was once frozen in a jar by Elsa, my youngest had a toy Elsa doll, and other shenanigans. Great. What fun, right? <laughs> All the other toys are, are bullying. Yes. <laughs> Crystal. Crystal's supposed to cause chaos, and it sounds like the other dolls are like, nope, no to yeah. you being here. Yeah, bullying the newbie. <laughs> A year later, I won a boy elf on the shelf from a drawing on Facebook while we lived on Tinker AFB in Oklahoma. So now we have two. Mary is about six or seven at this time, and I got tired of having to remind my kids that the magic 
will be lost should they keep touching the elves. So I just told them that it's only lost if my kids are mean to each other. So my two younger children started carrying the elves around with them all the time and started sleeping with the elves. One time, Mary took the boy elf with us to a store off base because we lived on the Air Force base and she dropped him. This was like two weeks before Christmas. And when she dropped him, my son saw a lady grab the elf and run away with him. What? This broke my daughter's heart for four days. Also, who the hell is this lady? One morning, the boy elf was back at our house in new clothes with cookies and a note that basically said he was sorry he ran off and wouldn't do it again. At first, I thought maybe our friends had gotten us a new one. None of them did. They all swore up and down that they didn't. Well, shit, you need a special ID to get on base. So how, how the elf did this elf get back to our house? The fuck? Well, here's the creepy shit. Creepier than what you just said? Right. One night, Mary was sleeping with the boy elf when she raced into my bedroom in a panic. She was crying and said, I don't like the elf anymore. Please take it away. It's evil. Oh my gosh. My husband tried to make her feel better saying, it's just a dream. But Mary said, no, it's bad. I was looking at him and his eyes changed to red upside down triangles and he gave me an angry face. Her little heart was beating so fast, faster than jackrabbits. I felt so bad for her. What did I do? So I calmed her down and said, it's okay. We can get rid of him. I went to her room and took that elf and walked him down the stairs with Mary following behind me. I took one of those big goldfish cracker containers and stuffed him in there. I then took the stapler and stapled all the openings and stapled it shut. Was that enough? Fuck no. I then took the container containing the elf, took it to the outside storage shed, put it inside another Tupperware container and latched that shut. Was that enough? Hell no. I then locked the storage shed and he stayed there until trash day. I told Mary he shouldn't be able to get out of there. And if you want, you and I can just sleep on the couch tonight. So we did. When trash day came, Mary and I put the container in the trash can and watched as the garbage truck dumped that evil elf in the container in the back of it and smashed it up. After that, no more issues. I'm not really sure if it was haunted or what. But no matter what, I listen to my kids, no matter how ridiculous it may sound or be. If I wouldn't want to deal with it, why would I try to make them deal with it, you know? Why make them feel worse if a simple thing like the two of us locking up a creepy elf for the night can help calm her down and feel better? However, now listening to you guys and how you said you're not supposed to throw away those types of items, I'm not sure if maybe I cursed someone else. We also eventually got rid of Crystal and I let the two youngest pick out little stuffed animals instead. And now we do Christmas critters and nothing else has happened. Thanks for reading. Perfect. This is from Tiffany. Okay. I love the Christmas critters idea because I also think Elf on the Shelf is so creepy. Just like having mischievous elves. Elves are supposed to make you toys and be kind and be Santa's helpers. But the Elf on the Shelf elves get into shenanigans and sometimes they're a little too creepy. And so I'm actually surprised that her kids were receptive to them in the beginning anyway especially with one of them having the fear of santa yes because i think the elves are so much worse and this is proof the elves are those ones the elf on the shelf they're scary first of all who the heck took the elf boy elf who when right? Mary dropped it like that's cruel and then because they weren't on the base then were they no they were outside of the base which is why it's even creepier yeah. that it ended up back in their home 
in a new outfit and it was evil. Yeah. Yeah. That's what, because part of me is like, okay, if someone, if there was like a person who knew them and recognized the kids and was like, oh, I'll do this. And this will be like a fun elf on the shelf, like prank or whatever. I could understand that, but I also can't understand actively taking it in front of the kids and running. It'd be one thing if it was left behind and they didn't realize and the person grabbed it and was like, I'll return it. The other thing is like, the elf became evil and the kids had no reason to think that it was evil. Their elf went missing, brought them cookies and was like, I'm so sorry. I'm so glad that I'm back home with you. That's a sweet message. And then it's evil. How did it suddenly become evil? Okay. Here's the thing. I'm thinking Toy Story, the very first one, that story where Woody gets lost. This guy finds Woody and he like stitches him up. He like fixes him and all of the stuff. He's like all shiny and sparkly, but Woody wants to go back to Andy. And so maybe this elf was taken off by someone who collects elves on the shelves and fixes them up and changes their outfits and has like a whole little like home for elves. And this elf was like, I want to go home. But there was an evil elf there who was like, nah, I'm taking your place. A little doppelganger switcheroo. Doppelganger elves on the shelves. And now that elf on the shelf, I hope the original is fine. I hope I hope he's okay. <laughs> and he's not being locked up and terrorized by the evil elves. I love the amount of effort that Tiffany put into like concealing and getting rid of this elf. Like I know. That's the proper amount. Yeah. Take as many precautions. Because if that thing makes it out, like, oh my God, you may as well just burn your whole house down at that point. Get out. Get out. That would be so creepy. I want to know about Christmas critters. What do Christmas critters do? I know. That seems sweet. Also, to be fair for Mary, when you hear about stranger danger, like I feel like when you're four-ish, like that's when you start to learn about like stranger danger and, you know, don't talk to strangers. And I imagine this story of a person, Santa, despite the magic around Christmas and everything, coming into your home while you're sleeping really would trigger your fear of stranger danger, right? So like I kind of get why you would have that fear that. Yeah, right. Because he's a large human-sized man Mm -hmm. who's coming in and can squeeze through impossible places. So it's not like your security system or your locked doors or windows are going to keep Santa from coming in. Mm -hmm. He always finds a way in. Yeah. He knows how to get in. And he comes with a posse. And he he knows what you're doing. He, he knows when you're awake. He's always He knows watching. if you're good or bad. <laughs> he knows too much. Yeah. Okay. I can understand how Santa could be a little creepy. Yeah. Although I love the guy. He's still jolly. Love he doesn't him. mean to be creepy. It's kind of how you and I are creepy, but we don't always mean to be creepy. We just like the creepy things and then have dark yeah. thoughts, which make us creepy. <laughs> And the dark thoughts, I was thinking about us on tour the other day and how people got a taste of like the unedited and unfiltered versions of our brains because there were so many many. places that we would just like, whatever came to mind, we just said. And sometimes we do say it on the podcast. And then after we're like, oh, God, that that was brutal. Edit that out. But you can't edit it out when you're on stage. Well, my favorite thing is how (laughs) you just have this like very clear expression on your face when an intrusive like creepy thought comes into your mind. (laughs) And so like, even if you weren't about to say it, you give away the expression of saying something creepy that I have to ask you to say it because I need to know what happened in your brain. Probably 50% of the time I didn't say it because it was not appropriate. 
yeah. for any stage. But sometimes I did. Yeah. Well, everyone, we hope you have a very happy, very not spooky, maybe ghostly if, if it's positive stories, holiday. Oh, it just started pouring. Oh, beautiful. Also, this is a great time to remind everyone that telling ghost stories is basically the OG Christmas tradition. It is. So so this is the best time of year to listen to ghost stories, to gather around a fire mm-hmm. or with some hot chocolate and just tell some spooky stories to one another. So please do. And if you tell stories to one another and you get new stories from your family members, your loved ones, your friends, whoever it may be, your, your stranger on the street, please email them to us because we want to hear them. And we have a whole year ahead of us full of more ghost stories. Also, you can support us in a variety of ways. You can join us on Patreon. We have some awesome stuff over there and we're on it all the time Mm -hmm. talking to everyone. You can also follow us on social media, check out our website. Those things will let you engage with us more and also be in the know with everything that's coming up. Yes. We love you all. Happy holidays. And we will see you you on the other side. side. In the next year. Very spooky.